Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. morning david good morning to you sir lovely to hear your uh, your vocal tunes uh, massaging my ear buds yes absolutely this is what we need what's the longest you've gone without watching a movie the longest i've gone without watching a movie probably is the working week monday to friday where i'm the man has got his thumb firmly under my head over my head and um, I haven't watched any film. Morning, Mandy. Yeah, well, hello, Mandy. So I'm not ignoring you. I've um, I said morning before the podcast started. Why can't you just be relaxed around her? I don't know. I just feel as though um, I keep talking to her about her like she's not here, which is also very, very rude. I, I know you Mandy. do. She just said, "I know you do." I can't be real. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know, it's a bit pretentious, I don't know what I mean. But like, Do you know what? Save this for your fucking private abs- life. Abs- abs- you're quite right. I need to save it to my, you've my private life. You've upset me. She just said you've upset me. God, already. Well, guess what? That was the real David was speaking. He didn't like it. So no wonder I'm like a mime artist, just pretending I'm in a different world. That makes any sense. Carry like on without clown. me. I'm going out. She just said carry on without me. She's going out. Are we going to have to help her out? Because she hasn't got wheels attached. She's just a box. If she has. Sorry, I apologise. Sorry, I'm not being, you know, that was a bit on PC of me. By all means, you can like, open the door for you. Out you go. Right, so the longest you've gone without... Um, you right, Mandy? Yes. yes. Okay. Come back in about half hour, because then we need you for the... Uh... All right, love. Okay. How did she have gone now, then? She's, she's, I thought she was supposed to be part three. Well, you can see her rolling off now. God, it really is. I'm not being rude or anything. I think you talk about her like she's a piece of crap. I talk about her, I think, someone who's just um, wants to play her own tune. She's not a team player. I've noticed that about her. She's not really collaborating with us. I mean, Simon Mayo doesn't suddenly wander out whilst Commode's in the middle of a, of a film debate. Yeah, but Commode doesn't give the off the impression that he doesn't like Simon Mayo, I don't That's think. That's very true. Absolutely. Best friend, best critic. Thank you for that. It's, it's so do you thought. not like Mandy? I'm on the fence. I wouldn't... I'd say she's... Um, right, let's get on with the movie. Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying she's not a team player. No, no, sorry. no. no. I just... This. No, it's fine. Sorry. When she comes back, I'll make more of an effort. I think it's just, you know, I, I think I'm being a bit... It's not chauvinistic. I'm just, you know... 
think she doesn't know her place. That's too much, sorry. No, no, not at all. Right, so the longest you've gone, really, do you not go more than um, five days without a... I think at some point I get sucked into some kind of movie orbit. Something sucks me in. Do you know what I mean? I think um, most weekends, Friday night or Saturday or Sunday, there'll be some kind of film. I mean, it's just a pop culture landscape, isn't it? You don't even know it, but suddenly your eyeballs are watching another piece of celluloid. I mean, it's just all around you. It's hard to escape. Yeah, sorry. This is a really bad start to a podcast, but we've just had a message out of the blue, and I just saw your name in it. Really? Yeah. I've been cancelled? What happened? From Scroobius Pip. Goodness me, the man himself. Just got to David Edwards' lovely response to my furious criticism. What was that? I don't watch films all the way through. I take, like, um, <laughs> movie yeah. naps in between. Yeah. Dear me, it's quite awful. I was um, talking to someone about that last night. That, um, oh, yeah. It's terrible how more and more watching films on my PC, um, I've got into the stage where I take 20-minute breaks in between watching movies, which is terrible, isn't it? It's, it's a terrible... It's a crime, really. It's, you know, I should be in film prison. Why is that? It's because we can't concentrate anymore. Well, the thing is, I saw a film last night, which I'm going to talk about later, actually, one of my recommendations. Yeah. And okay. um, I very much enjoyed it. But there's no way I'd have sat through it if I was watching it on Netflix or Amazon. I wouldn't... Because you're in a cinema, you're in a darkened room, a lot of your senses are dulled. All you have is this beaming light. Apart from your taste. My taste buzz, my sugar needs. What did you eat, what did you eat last night? I ate a, a large... Um, what was it? Like cylinder of uh, caramel, sugary uh, rice cakes. I um, snuck in a McFlurry, which is nausea of me. It was, a, it was a giant Maltese one. They're only a pound, and they're bloody massive, and I love them. And the ice cream is, is so creamy. I feel like a cat, sort of, like it's just dripping off my whiskers. It's really amazing. God, you, you had that, and then you had all those rice cakes with caramel on. Absolutely, I certainly did, and a burger. You're going to get diabetes. I know, I am going to have to actually consider that. No, you are, yeah, Dave. You're going to lose your legs. I know someone who actually saw slowly get diabetes, and it's a terrible thing to envision. What? What happened? Well, he just, um, I don't want to be too biographical about it, but... Um, no, no. He just had a lot... How old? How old? He was in his 20s. And uh, he used to just have loads of coke, loads of M&Ms, way too much. And he used to look very pale and um, used to sweat a lot. And um, and he just came, you know, he just he just got diabetes from it. He just had way too much sugar. Way, way, way too much. So you had a McFlurry and a big cylinder of caramel yes. cakes. Anything else? I had a Sweeties. Um, a large rice cake, a cylinder of rice cakes. And um, I had some uh, fruit pastels. And I did feel quite depressed at the end. The film was quite depressing as well, though. It wasn't just a sugar. And I am worried. Like two or three chomps of that sounds quite nice. I cannot. Did you eat it all? I cannot imagine eating all that. Just how disgusting it must have felt at the end. You're making me feel very guilty. I feel like no, not guilty. I was just thinking. It's sometimes you tuck into a little bag of wine gums or something. You go, oh, I like these. If you if you finish off a packet, it's 
hell in your system. Oh yeah, afterwards was just um It's horrible. Well yeah, you feel grim, your mouth almost tingles because it's been too much sugar. And anyway, anyway, I don't want to no, 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 put a dampener on your no, Friday night. Mate, <laughs> what does Ryan I need to open my eyes to this um this uh no, you don't. You need to eat more of it, David. Oh, crying out loud. Sometimes I think I should just, it'd be a lot cheaper if I just bought a massive sack of sugar and brought a tablespoon along and just crunched away with it. Or sugary ice cubes like a pony. Try it. Try it. Give it a go. Just go straight to the mothership. You know, go straight to the opium. Don't tiptoe around it. Just inject it into yourself. It's terrible, isn't it? But I'm going to have to turn a corner with it. Ryan eats um, a sensible McFlurry that I have... Um, What's a sensible McFlurry? Just the one. Well, I just have the one. Oh, but you have a fucking massive one. Um, yes, I do, actually, thinking about it now, yes. And, he, and that's it. He has How tall? How tall is your McFlurry? Um, Can you show me with it, like... From my chin I- to the top of my lip. It's not that, no, probably that's the top of my nose. From my chin to my nose. That's not very big. What, a McFlurry's that big? Oh, yeah, McFlurry isn't absolutely massive. Oh, I no. thought it was like a milkshake or something. Oh, God, no. No, no, oh, no, no, no. okay, okay, okay. Absolutely. So you got that. It's about half so it's my face. It's just like a pot of ice cream. Pot of ice cream. I'm sorry, David. I thought you were drinking like a gallon of, like, ice cream or something. I apologise. I wholeheartedly apologise. Do not apologise. I should be talking volumes and, and symmetrics or whatever. Right, so it's just a little pot of ice cream you had. That's fine. A little pot of ice cream, a little spoon. And uh, then I slink into my rice cakes. So, and what, then, uh, so what does Ryan have? Just an ordinary McFlurry? Yeah, just a normal small McFlurry. So that's probably from my chin to my bottom lip. And um, then he's fine. He just sits there fine. Every now and then I have to lean over and say, I hope I'm not making too much noise. But you are. Yeah, probably, very selfishly. Because if he... God, he's just happy. It's funny, isn't it? He's just happy having that. Yeah, because... I know if I was him and I just had that, I'd be looking at you saying, can I have a a pastel? I'm glad you say that. Yeah, no, I would, I would. would. Can I get in on this? How can I get involved? Yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone there because he just sits there quite happily. Doesn't seem to be that. Has he got? Is he looking trim? He's got a trim waist. He is waistline. absolutely trim waistline. Normal weight. I emailed you yesterday, didn't I, about the Friday night? Yes, you did. You said I get excited for you that it's Friday night. Thank you. It's good to have some supporters. <laughs> no, I do. I just I love that feeling of end of the week. I sort of get it sometimes when I go. Oh, I might get a curry. End of the week. Let's splash oh, out. Oh, God, yeah. Do you have a curry now every now and then on Friday? Every now and then. Yeah. Goodness, man. Do you watch something yourself on the old TV? No. So no. I guess you've got, you know, good people to chat to. You don't need TV. Good old solid human conversation with a curry. I just like that excitement that you're like, the shackles. Oh, I'm massive. You've been unshackled and now it's flurry time. I mean, back in the old days when you'd have done more manual work... You must have just been on cloud nine when it was Friday. Put down your tools, get out Stella. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what, though? Sometimes, though, when I've had situations where I'm so can't wait for Friday, it becomes, it goes from uh, excitement into anxiety. 
I've got to make the most of this. Why aren't you enjoying yourself? I've only got two more hours. I'm going to have to get, eat more pizza. Oh, I feel ill now. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, it can always go into excitement because excitement is a form of anxiety and it almost blossoms into that. It's like so I'm not enjoying myself. what's going on there, David? And this is a film podcast. I know, sure, and it's turning to my therapy session again. No, no, I was just like, why do we have, why, why do you have to stuff loads of things into your mouth? And oh, it's some kind of, um, oh god, this is really sort of, but it's some, some mini form of addiction, isn't it? It's kind of like trying to get away from yourself, trying to one because I mean, when you have a sugar high, it is like, um, a poor man's opium, isn't it? it kind of just and a, cin- a cinematic high to bring uh, it back absolutely. to the podcast. What more? Do you, let's try and get that back. Do you get excited when that film starts on a Friday when the old um, the globe starts turning it around? Is, or whatever? There's a mixture of excitement and tension. Right? Are they going to be quiet behind me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, have I got the good seats? Have I got all my food laid out? Well, we know where you're sitting. You're directly in front of the screen. Absolutely. That's what I want to. Yeah. Head back. Look at the screen. <laughs> No, no, I know, I know I'm a man of um, of habit type of thing. Can I ask one more question, which is not cinema related? At what point in the weekend do you start feeling depressed? Um, yeah, probably. at my worst was ten o'clock on a Saturday night. Oh my gosh! That's... No, it was no. Sorry, it was after match of the day, so it was about half eleven. After I watched the main match, it was about half ten, half eleven, half eleven o'clock. Yeah. I would say probably sort of um, Sunday afternoon type of thing, you know. Is, I kind of, um, I kind of pause saying that because I think some people are, if some people hear me say that, I'd be like, all right, thanks for that, Dave. You'll be seeing me the next day for crying out loud. No, no, but everyone loves their weekend. So, yeah, if, if, if we just say it in a kind of general manner, when it starts to get a bit dusky outside and the old sun, the old Teletubby sun saying goodbye, you know. Songs of praise. Oh, that yeah. puts on depression even now. All things bright and beautiful. That triggers real depression, that is. It's homework, school homework oh, should be done. definitely. You know, your mum's running you a bath. Oh, yeah. God, dumped in that in a second. <laughs> well, thank you for that, for that uh, cinematic start to that. Yeah. It, well, it was well, a film. Yeah. It was cinematic. It's basically a, like a, describing a Mike Lee Ken Loach movie. It wasn't like a social realism British film of the 70s. Well, but I've learned that you don't go, you probably don't go five days without watching a movie. Absolutely. If it does, I get the cravings. I find myself just, you know, trying to watch anything. Yeah. Peering through people's letterboxes, trying to see if there's a film on, sort of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Too much, but you know what I mean. So, have you got any movie news this week, uh, David? Movie news? Um, yeah, let me have a let me have a look. So, some interesting trailers have appeared. Creed three trailer, the third Creed movie. Sylvester Stallone isn't in it, sadly, but it's is he anything to do with it? He's a he's got like a um, executive producer role, but he's not really connected to it at all, really. That would just be like he's just got a very loose connection because of um, having created some of the characters that uh, will be referred to it in the film. But this one, no really involvement. Michael I'm not did, sure. Did he fight Rocky in Creed, or did was that Rocky Six? I'm confused. Who did Rocky? He fight in Rocky Six. Rocky Six. Or Rocky Babo, whatever it was. 
Yeah, Rocky Balboa, he, he, he fights that younger man, doesn't he? Because they, they do like oh, a seen Creed, yeah. I've not seen any of them. Creed is a new trilogy, and it's Apollo's son. Okay. And Sylvester Stallone basically coaches Apollo's son. So it's a spin-off new trilogy, um, continuing with Apollo's um, offspring. And Michael B. Jordan plays Apollo's son. Who Sylvester Stallone kind of looks after. It's kind of like an Obi Wan Luke Skywalker relationship. And it good. is, it's, it is good. Is it? Yeah. Ryan. Um, oh gosh, this is going to be embarrassing. Coogler. Yes. Thank you. Goodness me, you saved me there, sir. No, thank, thank you. Much. Ryan Coogler. He directed the first one, and he went on to do Black Panther. And Creed was seen as being a, a bit of a chink spin-off. Like, oh god, Apollo Sun. What's that about? But it was actually very good, and the second one's very good. This okay. third one is directed by Michael B. Jordan, who's the actual star of it. So he's going to be directing this one, and it's about a, um, a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy of Creed who resurfaces, and um, there's a popularity kind of contest between them. So it's like an old friend who's like a boxing kind of like um, student, or sort of like, you know, aspiring junior boxer who comes back into the kind of celebrity boxing realm and uh, Creed's going to knock him down basically simple as that it, it's getting good word of mouth and it's a big hype on the trailer front so that was a big trailer of the of the week the other one that sounds really good is Alice Lowe uh, she starts production on Time Stalker apparently she's been trying to make it for six years and she's finally got it into production and it's starring um, Jacob Anderson from Game of Thrones and Nick Frost is in it and Tanya Reynolds from Sex Education and it's about a romance reincarnation so the idea of these two people who keep meeting in different eras and different forms of their lives and she's been talking about it in interviews for years in like old Empire magazine interviews I would um, yeah I'd say definitely even longer than six years I would say that she's kind of referenced wanting to do a kind of like fantasy comedy kind of movie so that's actually going into production the other thing that's interesting that apparently um, studios are going to be trying to do more of is um, take these big budget prestige dramas and put them on in cinemas. That's going to be the next shift to try and get people into cinemas because so much of these TV shows have got the budget of a movie and they're really cinematic. So um, Paramount are going to try and do it with um, The King of Tulsa, the new Sylvester Stallone TV show. What? And Yellowstone. What? They're King of in... Tulsa. Explain all, please, David. King of Tulsa. Let's make sure I've definitely got that title correct. Um, it's basically, it's by the same guy who created Yellowstone. And it's about um, a gangster operation. And he's um, the leader of the mob. Um, let's make sure we've definitely got that. Um, Tulsa King, it's called. I apologize. Not Tulsa at King. And Not at all. they're only going to show one episode. And it's going to be at the M AMC cinemas around... Um, around america but they're also doing it for the first new episode of yellowstone in america now the thing is not many people know what yellowstone is in britain but it's a mass yes i've seen that yeah go on go on yeah, yeah it's a massively popular kevin costner um yes modern day western yeah. and they're going to show um the first episode of uh, of the new series of the stallone show and uh, the kevin costner one 
and, and they're hoping that to be the future, really, to try and get people in via these big budget because they're movie stars in the TV shows. So they're saying it's got a big budget. It's a movie star. What's happened to the world, David? I know boundaries are blurred. I don't know what's going on now. What's what's next? What game shows in the cinema? What's going on? Well, it might fail. You know, it might be the case of the reason people like Yellowstone is because they can just sit on their little, you know, behind on their couch and just watch it on their plasma screen. Why? How many people were in the cinema last night when you were in there? Oh, God. I would say 10. Okay. From what, from your experience, five, 10 years ago, how many people would have been in the cinema? Same situation. Well, it was very much a low budget character piece. So I would have said um, at least 60. And now you've got 10 in there. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely say it would be filled out. It was a Friday night, and I would say at least, yeah, there'd be a few empty seats because it's not like a Marvel movie or a big action movie or whatever. But for how many years ago would you would you say that would have been the case? That would have been the case about... Um, pre, just pre-COVID or...? Oh, no, I would say... Um, I would say it's beginning to die before then. It's Netflix that's, that's, that's definitely um, ruined it massively when they, when they started. So I'd say it's been over the night, you know, um, since the mid-teens, I would say it started to take its downfall, definitely. It goes without saying. But um, I would definitely say that's the case. So, I mean, and uh, View Cinema have had meetings with Netflix about the idea of, and also with HBO, about the idea of taking these big shows like... Um, house of the dragon and showing them every week and then you know um, people going to the cinema as a group and so obviously the, these shows would not be available on netflix they would just exist on within cinema no what they would do is they would it'd be like a sneak preview you could get to see them a day early on the big screen and um then if you want to watch the stream them later you can do no one is going to do that yeah, it, I mean, this is what they're hoping, but I think this um, Yellowstone... And, I'm telling um, you, David, so, no one is going to do that. I, I agree. I, I very much agree. If it's out on Wednesday or it's in your, in your living room on Thursday... And also, why, buy your, why have the subscription if it's already, you know, if you're going to have to apply for a cinema ticket and subscribe at the same time? Because, I mean, the subscription's £15 and a cinema ticket's about £11 or £12. It doesn't make sense financially. I think they're just grabbing at straws. I think the only future for cinema is it's going to be like West End Theatre. You'll go there once or twice a year and it'll be a big, big budget immersive experience. It'll be like going to a theme park. Do you know what I mean? But they wanted Any to... other movie news, David? Another one that's interesting... Um, Stone and Trey Parker did a big interview recently. Um, for sure. Can you not hear that? Yeah, what's that? No, I can't. What's that? Oh, right. I was just playing raspberries for about five seconds. Isn't that weird? That is bizarre. It didn't pick up on your. Maybe it's got some kind of sensor editor or Yeah, your, uh, like a Raspberry thing. sensor thing, yeah. But what was a Raspberry link to? Nothing. I just felt, it felt like sort of. I think I felt depressed after what you said about the cinemas and they're going to turn into shopping malls, aren't they? Yes, so. they are. Yeah, absolutely. You are right. It will be a shopping mall. Well said. I've never heard it actually said quite as well as that. It will be a shopping mall. Yeah, absolutely. It's the death of cinema. 
thanks to you lazy people out there who won't get off your ass and do what David does every Friday and support Absolutely. Eat sugar in the dark. Like a fly stuck in a, you know, in an attic. It is um, the end of an era. It's got to be said. I think cinema will become a specific genre of storytelling ultimately. But I mean, basically, you know, big budget immersive experiences. But I mean, um, there was a big interview with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the creators of South Park. They're really interesting at the moment because they're the richest men or one of the richest men in entertainment. And it's a George Lucas story in a big, big way because um, they're in the middle of making a um, totally independently financed, big, big budget, um, deep fake movie where all the characters, they're going to be using deep fake technology on them. Do you know you place other people's faces on other people's faces? So they're doing that because they've got their own deep, deep fake studio that they've just been playing around with in the background. The reason why they've got all this money is because in, in the early noughties, just before YouTube was around, they re-signed a new contract with Paramount for South Park. Because South Park's been around for 25 years now, which is incredible. And this new new contract with Paramount was, um, uh, pay us the usual fee, we don't want to go up, but just give us all the internet rights for South Park. And Paramount were like, yeah, yeah, you can have it, you can have it. Because they were just going to start a South Park website. But now that means in the future, as in now, today, they have all the video streaming rights of South Park. I think they own, sorry, 50% of the video streaming. Uh, so 50% of it is Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The other 50% is the studios. So they own hundreds upon hundreds. The last paycheck they got was um, 500 million with the potential to be earning uh, a billion. And... Matt Stone in the interview just said, yeah, we've got so much money now, we're just chucking it at these projects that we're doing. But that book of, um, what's the stage show they did, Book of Mormons, they financed most of that themselves. So all the profit from that went back into them. They are just ludicrously rich. Is that the end of movie news, David? That is the end of movie news. I'm looking around, that's it. Thank you so much for this week's Movie News. Thanks for listening, sir. Thank you for listening. David Edwards Movie Review. So, David, now's the time for your review. Uh, Mandy, who's still out, uh, she just texted me, actually. Oh, oh, she texted me again. Oh, yes. Oh, she just said, I miss you. Well, that's, oh. that's helping to, uh, to to recreate the bridges. Cause I think oh, yeah, let me text a, her back. A bit of an argument earlier. Do you miss me or do you miss David? Send. Um, so. <laughs> well, what did she say? I thought that text was to me. I thought she said she's missing me. No, no, no. You. She just said, I miss you. So I'm just, I'm just clarifying who she misses. Right, yeah, I'd like to. She, she hasn't well. texted back yet. So anyway, Mandy chose randomly chose the movie. What was the movie yet to review? It was Jojo Rabbit. Jojo. Oh god, she's text back. She misses. Oh, she just said me. You, me. So is that me or is that you? I don't quite. No, understand. she said you, as in me. Well, that's not really going to help, is it? I mean, you know, there's supposed to be romance. Don't really get between... jealous, David. Well, three's a crowd, I guess. It's as simple as that. Um, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm the chewer. I can rise above it like an eagle. I can, you know, hover above in the skies and not get lost in the jealousy, the mist of jealousy. 
But I mean, I think she's playing games. Don't let her create oh, she games. Sent me, she so, sent me a GIF. Oh yeah, what's that of? Wow. What's so, okay. what was a GIF of? Sorry, it's not none of my business. No. But what was a GIF of? <laughs> not your business. It's just quickly, what was that? <laughs> just so I got a, just got an idea of what's going on. None of your business. So, so Jojo Rabbit. What is a GIF? That's like a sort of <laughs> a picture or something, isn't it? Or, um, it's best just Jojo to tell Rabbit. me, just so, you know. Yeah. So she's your... an employee at the end of the day, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? We want to know what's going on. Human resources and all that. Is it appropriate? Okay. Or, so I leave it. So it's nothing to do with me. But that is hanging in the back of my head now. I might be able yeah, to well. focus on So this. You, re- you watched Jojo Rabbit this week. I certainly did. Um, did my... you... Was the experience a positive one yes absolutely yes okay because last week you is a suggestion that maybe it wouldn't be no no i do think it's very positive i think you know it's a very clever idea the idea of this young child kind of you know well i don't know the idea so from from square from Square A, is that a phrase? Yeah, Start I think he was a, Square A. This is a film for you to check out. I think you definitely enjoy it. It's a young German boy in the Hitler Youth whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator Hitler, and he's shocked to discover that his mother, played by, um, hang on a minute, sorry, there's a young. Say that again. So it's a young German boy, and he's in the Hitler Youth. Yeah. Uh, whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator. That's Hitler, and Taiki Wati plays Hitler. Taiki so, who? Uh, Wati. I'm pretty. I've got that right, haven't I? W a t t i. That's the only way you can say that. Wati. W a t t i. Oh no 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 no! no. Uh, bear with me, sir. Bear with me. Wati t. Wati t. There we go. Absolutely. Absolutely, what TT? There we go. Yeah. There we are. Okay. Sorry, I think it deleted off the side of the page and only got what? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. So, like, what's it? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's it? Me. Absolutely, like the crisps. But yeah. this isn't so, crisps. This so, is a so, man. Played by who? Um, played by Roman Griffin Davis. Oh, t- uh, ta- Taiki uh, Watiti. Um, Taika? Taika Watiti. That is it. That is like, the, the first A is silent. You know, respect that, please. Taika uh, Watiti plays Taika. Hitler. Taika Watiti plays. Oh, it might be uh, Taika, but I re- it feels like a Taika. It feels like Taika to me. I think I'm just going to call him T. Taika never changes its spots. Oh, that's no, leopard, isn't it? Or a tiger. Well, they don't have spots, do they? So, 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 from the off again. What's this about? Um, a young German boy in the Hitler Youth, whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator. Hitler is shocked to discover that his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. And the mother is played by Scarlett Johansson. Um, and um, it's a very clever idea, the idea that, you know... Did he write and direct it? He wrote and directed it. He also plays Hitler. and uh, But it's based on a book called Caging Skies. Um, have you heard of that? Oh, you look quite... No. Um, no, no, it's just like, okay, yeah. And he's wanting, to, he wanted to write it for years, uh, what he see, actually turn it into a film. And um, it's a very clever idea. So Hitler is this skewered interpretation 
that exists in this young boy's brain who's been indoctrinated by you know nazi culture and also there's a really interesting conflict in his mind because he's starting to see the holes and limitations of the nazi ideology but he's really instenched within it and his mother in what stenched instenched that's a bad one what was the word i'm looking instenched entrenched not instenched instench is an odor entrenched is, is a better metaphor um so, and we got that one so and then you got uh, scarlett johansson do you mind me i don't know <laughs> i just i'm so aware of the listener going what did he say then i feel like i have to for the listeners sake hit go the, hit the pause yeah hit the, as long know, as you're not going just let me say fucking instench please no absolutely not okay you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got to all exist in the same reality, and I can't just be yeah. making up words because you know okay. that's not the <laughs> no, idea. You the can't. Human just, <laughs> no, you can't. Cavemen no. came up with this on the sides of cave walls, so we could all communicate, interact. And um, I can't come up with. Um, if I if I said instenched, would you just let it go? I think I, I kind of lack confidence in that sense. I just think, oh, that makes sense. Just go with it. There's a lot of things I just let go because it's like, oh, we probably meant this. And then usually when I drive away... Right, I'm just going to... I'm not going to say anything now. Oh, no, please do. No, 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 it's instenched. It's no, instenched. Not at all. And Don't let me wander into the mists of confusion because I'll end up just... Whole sentences will appear that won't make sense. <laughs> it literally will be like, um, people are wondering, am I talking to the devil? And the whole thing's in, you know, going really? backwards. Yeah, it could get out of control. It could okay, just be all right. I okay. could just regress Just in case that, that happens. Okay. So um, he became entrenched. Yeah, entrenched in the um, Nazi ideology. And he's um, he's got this inner conflict because Scott Johansson, his mother, he's starting to realise more and more is against the Nazi culture. Um, and that's why she's uh, secretly hiding a young Jewish girl in their house. So there's a real conflict there that's interesting. You know, so there's a nice sort of character journey taking place. And also alongside the young boy, um, played by Roman Griffin Davis, there's lots of, you know, really well-performed um, sort of ensemble character pieces. Stephen Merchant appears as a Gestapo officer. Oh, really? Who looks around the actual house, you know, trying to find this Jewish girl that's been hidden. And it's funny, but also very intense. And also, there's a big Really? Twist. Does that really work? Yeah, it does Stephen? work. Is it, is, it, is it a comedy scene, or...? Comedy, but motion, motion elements of tension at the same time. It almost reminded me a bit of Brazil, the Terry Gillian dystopian film, where you've got the dictating system sort of trying to, um, you know, uh, ping crimes on people and uh, get them in prison type of thing, the sort of dictating kind of a fascist regime. My God, Stephen Merchant looks like uh, the guy in... Raised Lost, Lost Ark, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's really well... Sort of almost like a Nosferatu figure as he wanders into the house, peering around, trying to find evidence of a hidden. Is it genuinely tense? Some of this movie. Well, this is what I was about to say. The only the only problem I'd have with it is that it doesn't always always effectively blend the comedy and the serious drama. It, you you hear like the crunching of gears trying to change. Do you know what I mean? That's a metaphor, and it's a case of. Um, you know, it's like, oh, we're shifting now to this, we're shifting to that. And it's people like Edgar Wright can pull it off. I guess that's why they're so clever with their hybrid filmmaking of like spinning lots of genre plates. But going from Nazi culture to kind of um, feel good comedy. This is the Oscar. It won Oscar for best screenplay. Right. Not film, but best screenplay. So he did very, very well, certainly. 
a big twist at the end as well. It's like, holy mother, I was, I was quite shocked. Yeah, it takes a while for me to, um, you know, because I watch quite a few films, so you see a lot of twists coming. You think, oh, that's clever. But I was probably like, bloody hell. All right, okay. You know, I was a bit taken back. Cool, you've got me excited for this film. I would say it's... it's. Not... You don't like it, do you? Oh, no, no, I do like it. There's <laughs> elements of it I like. Do you know one yeah. thing that I think is me being ultra-critical, though? And people are going to think, oh, all right, Dave, you know, take a break. Who are those people? Uh, probably those... Who are those people? Those vulture cultures out there hovering about me, trying to, like, nip at my flesh. Yeah. And trying to yeah. like, are they the, are they the ones in your head with a high voice? Oh, talk high to you? Vo- voice. And how they, do they um, talk to you? All right, you Dave. All right, Dave. Goodness me, no one's handed you a megaphone in Hollywood and told you to make a film recently. Goodness me, the only direct chair you own is in your bedroom, not in the middle of a film set. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> your Oscar's plastic, and it came from a petrol station. Yeah, all right. I'm a person. I've got some thoughts, and I just want to share them. I didn't like this particular scene. I thought the CGI was cheap. Who wants to hear your thoughts, though? What makes you think people want to... I don't know why I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I, I was getting ready for a tour, which is like, you know... Have you I've got, got a director's chair in your bedroom? I did, but the um, the canvas bit at the back sags quite a bit. I think that's why it only lasts for the production period of the film, whereas mine was like several years. Right. Okay. Not my film, just I had it in my no. bedroom. Okay, so what was this scene from the film that is. And do you know what? Let's hear a scene from the film first. Let's go for it. Why so happy? Things are changing. The Allies have taken Italy, France will be next, and soon the war will be over. God damn it! Why does that make you happy? You hate your country that much? I love my country. It's a war I hate. It's pointless and stupid. And the sooner we have peace, the better. Oh, the war will end. We will crush our enemies into dust. And when they are destroyed, we shall use their graves as toilets. Okay, no more politics. Dinner is neutral ground. This table is Switzerland. Let's eat. You aren't eating. No, I am not that hungry. I might eat later. For now, I'm just going to chew on these grapes. Well, I'm especially hungry tonight. So maybe I'll just finish yours. Don't want it to go to waste. Okay. So you enjoyed this movie. Um, there were moments. There were parts of the movie you weren't so. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I think instenched in. Maybe I'm being a bit too critical in the sense that um, uh, Taiki uh, Watiti is supposed to be this. Well, he is the modern auteur at the moment, isn't he? You know, he's the Mister. You know, everyone wants to go to. He's got endless projects on the go. His next comedy is about a football team. He's also got Reservoir Dogs. No, he hasn't. It's not called Reservoir Dogs. There's another. Dogs? There's another TV show that he's done. Um, Reservoir Dogs. Do um do bear with me. Reservation Dogs. It's called. He produced right. that, which is another TV show set in New Zealand with a bunch of like um delinquent kids. Uh, the, everything's everything's he does seems to be just excellent it does seem that way 
And that's why my criticism that I would fire at the film at the beginning is that it looks exactly like a Wes Anderson movie. And I think to myself, well, you know, this guy is supposed to be a brand name giving you a unique cinematic experience. And it just looked very Moonrise Kingdom to me. But some It looked would... very what? Don't just throw Moonrise Kingdom out of your oh, mouth. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom is a, is a Wes Anderson movie which is based around the Cub Scout groups. And you see these long tracking shots and them playing in forests. And um, it definitely had a Wes Anderson S, those symmetrical, very sort of carefully um, choreographed tracking movement shots that he always has, these kind of tableaus. And I was thinking, well, that's just, you know, this is supposed to be an alter of a unique vision. Because he's supposed to have that Edgar Wright quality about him, isn't he? All that David Fincher vibe of this is, a, you know, a unique visual style we're being introduced to. And I, but I do feel at the same time that's a bit of a petty criticism. But certainly um, it's a very tough film tonally to not see those big leaps between, you know, dark drama and uh, comedic moments. Because it's very hard to go from Nazi culture to, um, oh, having said that, Razor Lost Ark Club pulled it off. But then again, it wasn't, you weren't spending time with Hitler. But I guess it's an imaginary version of Hitler. But don't get right. wrong, the majority of it, very, very good. But I just say there was a few, tonally, it was just hard to sometimes make that kind of blend, the two to marry. Whereas at times it felt like the tones were more like a divorced couple. They weren't living in the same um, bedroom type of thing. And um, where did you get that quote from? Which review did you get that quote from? The from my couple? own mind. <laughs> Believe it or not. Right. Okay. Can you see why it won, why it got a lot of interest, the film? Yes, I can, because it's a very clever concept, definitely. And a lot of it works really well. And as yeah. I say, the third act really builds up. And also that the kids are, are really well cast. I mean, um, his best friend, the main character's best friend has gone on to do a lot of things. Like they, Disney chose him afterwards to be um, the main figure for the new Home Alone reboot, which did, was, did okay. It went straight to Disney Plus. But you could see why immediately casting agents wanted to um, employ him because he was very uh, charismatic on screen. And as I say, Sam Rockwell's really good in it as well. He plays like a Hitler youth officer and uh, plays quite a likeable character. But um, certainly, um, you can see why it attracts him. It's a very clever idea, the idea of Hitler, but through the, the eyes of this, this young kid, definitely. And also, there's a clear inner conflict going on there. There's an interesting character journey. Um, well, David, I'm going to... Remember, you can uh, use half chalk ices as well. But I'm going to now ask you, and I think I know what you're going to give it. I'm going to ask you, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Jojo Rabbits? Four out of five. Yeah, I knew that. I saw that coming. It's your classic four out of five movie. It's well, that's uh, good, isn't it? Four out of five. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I think. Do you know what? A lot of the time, all oh, the I films I you like Brian and Charles off for being four out of five. Oh, did I? Well, more more or less. Oh my yeah, god! Did yeah, I really? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all four out of five. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Oh my lord! A, a classic four out of five film, which sort of feels like. 
your standard cheese and onion sandwich. I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say your three stars is your, is your standard cheese and onion sandwich. So Absolutely. what sandwich is four stars? I, well, I would definitely say I don't think any of my best films have ever been that I've enjoyed have ever been five out of five. Because if a very reviewer gives it a five out of five, it's a Forrest Gump. Do you know, it's a proper mainstream. Everyone's going to enjoy this. And you'll go and watch it. You is think, yeah, I guess it ticks the boxes. I oh. guess so, but it's not going to have any unique quirkiness. You don't like Forrest Gump, do you? Whenever no, that's I, come up. I don't really. I find it no. just a bit bland. What do your friends in your brain think of that? Your they agree. Yes, 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 yes. Well done, David. You can sit with us now. Oh, thank you. Until I upset you again. Well, so, do you really like Forrest Grump? You just don't want to upset them. No, that there is no conflict there. I can happily say I I do not like Forrest. Okay. I wouldn't say I dislike it. It's a, yeah. it's, a it's a five out of hey, five. Hey, we might have to review it. So let's just very true. Down. Very true. Let's hit pause on that. David, thank you so much for this week's movie review. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, David, have you got any movie tips for us this week? I have. I tell you, I saw a very good film last night. Oh. One I think you would like, Captain. Absolutely. Um, Banshees of Inish... Inishirin? There you go. Thank you. Once again, you saved me there. You're my verbal bodyguard. It keeps me on me and Joe did an advert for this film on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it's... Is it by, um... It's Martin McDowell. It's it's by. So it's some, is it by the guy who did In Bruges? Yeah, he did In Bruges, then Seven Psychopaths, and then Billboards. Oh, absolutely. And um, I mean, let's properly get his. Uh, and also, his brother is a big director as well. So Martin McDowell. Um, McDowell. McDonough. This is terrible, isn't it? Absolute disaster. Me getting these names wrong. Dear God, Captain, I do apologise. You're probably um, choking on your porridge as you sit here and listen. McDonough. Um, sorry, with he me looks there. Like he, sh- he looks like he should be in a band. He's, he looks like Sting, doesn't he? He does. He looks like he should have been in, ba- in a band in the late 80s or Definitely early 90s. late 80s. He looks like Sting out of June. Sting at his peak. Um, three billboards outside Ebbing, uh, he also did. And he writes these films as well, which is absolutely incredible. Writes and, and directs. Yeah, he writes and directs them. It's really impressive. And also his brother. What? Is, Do you know um, who his fat partner is? No. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Really? God, that's a power couple. I did not know that at all. That's a real cat power couple. His brother is John Michael uh, McDonough. And they both work with Brenda Gleeson a lot. And he did The Guards. And, um, well, having said that, actually, interestingly, his most recent film, John Michael McDonough, was um, with Ralph Fiennes. And it didn't do very well, actually. It was a bit of a flop, unfortunately. Um, but the two of them have created some amazing films. He did The Guards... Uh, the Calvary, which was with um, uh, Brendan Gleeson again, which is about um, a priest in a small Irish community. 
and uh, War on Everyone and The Forgiven. And The Forgiven was the most recent Ralph Fiennes film, which was a psychological thriller, which also starred Jessica Chanstain, um, which was a bit of a blemish, unfortunately, on his, until then, very perfect kind of filmography. Um, but definitely this one, The Banshees, by his brother, Mike... Um, Martin, can I just call him Martin? Um, God, you're gonna have to edit this. This is just yeah, a it's pissing me off. It's pissing I do, me off. mate. I do apologise. <laughs> Dear God, try have your porridge of a madman. So this is so this is a good film. This is a good film. It is absolutely okay. It's it's called um, it is called uh, Banshees of Initiana. Help me out there, old friend. Help me out. No. Do you know what? No. <laughs> Deary me. Absolute disaster. It really is. Do you know is. what? You're the bloody film reviewer, son. <laughs> At the box office, I just say, uh, the new Colin Farrell, please. Oh, did you? I had to, because I just couldn't... Quit, um, I just kept thinking it was called Banshees of Ireland, rather than lazily, <laughs> but it wasn't at all. All this marketing and money that goes into these PRs that just completely entrench me there you go i have learned we are moving forward people don't worry <laughs> i'm developing i'm growing i'm turning from that caterpillar into a butterfly don't worry about but that. seriously what's the film called the film is um i don't know i can't let's have a look do you know what what's it called in your head it gives a fuck what it's actually called it's a, in my head it's the uh, banshees of irishmen but, I mean, that's completely insane, and we need to all uh, exist in the same reality, but clinical society does not exist. Inisherin. Inisherin, isn't it? That's it. Sounds like, yeah, Inisherin, 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 The Banshees of Inisherin. It is very good. Um, it's basically a really basic plot, which slowly develops into um, a really enticing drama. It's about um, Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson. There are two men, sort of, um, Colin Farrell's kind of in his early 50s, Gleeson's kind of early 60s, but they, they're lifelong friends. And it's in the 1920s, they're living in this very small Irish community. And each evening they always go to the pub together really small community we're talking you know really everyone's a farmer living on the um living in a rural setting and they always go to this small little pub and he knocks on his door one day and he goes are you off to the pub and he goes no i'm not going to the pub with you i don't want to be your friend anymore and it really is as basic as that and it's like what do you mean you don't want to be my friend anymore and he goes i've just decided that i've had enough of us being That's friends such a good start it really is massive hanging question mark and at the beginning david I thinking, can i ask you a question by all means have you ever said to someone in your life, we can't be friends anymore? No, I was thinking it in the cinema. I've never... You have. I've done it. I've done it twice. Twice? What were the reasons for it? Please. You know, well, I don't want to say in case they listen.
Anyway, sorry. So that sounds like a great start to um, a film. Incredibly impressive. You can te- you can definitely tell this Martin McDonough really is. Has this happened to him? Have you read anything about the script? Or? I've not um, read. I, I was going to look at some interviews this morning. I haven't. I don't know to what extent it's happened to him. The reasons for you know why he wants to go his separate way, I won't reveal. But they're very interesting. It's not. I mean, yours is more obvious. Not. I don't. I'm not saying that your anecdote was boring or anything like that whatsoever. <laughs> but, not at all. Yeah. But that situation would make more sense if the guy was like a sort of um, Shane Meadows bully almost, playing mind games, like a sort of Paddy Considine nutter sort of figure. But this is more um, selfish reasons. I don't really want to ex- um, no, reveal don't. it too no. much. No. And um, it's a very well written script in the sense. So, what, of- what is it? This guy trying to find out why his mates abandoned him? Yes. And him constantly coming back to the friend and the friend saying, listen, it's over. Just move on. It's a breakup. I don't oh, want this, this sounds, Why does that sound so... I knew you'd healing. like it. I think you'd definitely enjoy it. Massive. And it's I love very, how small it sounds. Very small. But it's almost like a very simple basic idea that really touches on an, a psychological nerve in the human psyche. And also the Irish community thing uh, works really well in the sense it's a really small rural village. And they're just living on top of each other. So for, for, so for these two best friends to go separate ways, it creates too much of a cycle. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they live in the city and they can just avoid each other. So I think the, that, that sort of rural, small community even magnifies. I reckon um, it's going to sweep up at the Oscars, David. It will definitely be nominated for Best Screenplay. I Do you ever script. use the phrase sweep up at the for any other part of your life? Oh, absolutely. Sweep up at the... Um, I say I'm going to sweep up at the um, the the, um, the cost uh, the uh, special offer shelf at Asda. Do you say that? No, I'm trying to think. When I do say sweep up, um, well, I guess litter needs to sweep that litter up. But you want it more metaphorical, yeah, don't yeah, you? Exactly. Um, you only ever say it about the Oscars, don't you? Sweep up I at think the it Oscars. It is probably just sweep up. The Oscars. I keep it for the Academy because I respect them. I've got a whole sort of terminology I use because it's a big part of the year for me. So, running time? Just below two hours. An hour and 50 minutes. Doesn't it outstay its welcome? Wonderful. That sounds really... Isn't it strange that one tiny idea is just going, I'm in. It's, and also, it never goes cliche. There's, there's moments where I thought, oh, it's going to go a bit cliche now. It's going it's, it's, It was an interesting, very original... Um, just very sparse minimalist idea very basic idea but it's got a real finger touch on the psychological experience of you know loneliness a friend leaving you and i thought oh we're now going to verge into a very obvious story track but it doesn't it follow it's more the characters and their psychology that motivates the plot rather than obvious plot frameworks it's quite depressing in places though and also really good performances Colin is it a Fam- comedy as well yes it is it's a drama and comedy yeah it's it's, it's a dark drama comedy like both of the brothers movies They're, they've always got that style but there's a scene where you see Colin Farrell walk through the, the streets of Ireland with the credits. He hasn't said anything, but the walk and his facial expression, it's not what you've seen Colin Farrell do before. And he immediately emits the character, you know, projects the uh, personality of the character beautifully. It's really impressive acting. He hasn't even said anything. Do you know what, David? I'm going to ask you, which I do tend to do this now in this section. 
How many chocolates out of five? Oh, you definitely give that a five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely give that a five. Jay, yeah, it's one of those films, though, in the sense, I've got to say, as I said earlier, if it wasn't a video, if I would, if that was, if that was a film that was produced by Netflix or Amazon, I wouldn't have got through it because it has got slow burning character movements. Do you know what I mean? It really is a film whereby you've got to sit there, appreciate the moments. Why can't you sit there and appreciate? What are you doing that's so important? Too much overstimulation. Maybe I've got ADHD or whatever. But so yeah. where do you go? Um, how do you mean? Kind of like. Where do you go? If you have to stop after 15 minutes, what do you do? Coffee, email, uh, a tip. Just my, my brain will look out. Scroobius Pip, his bum is going to explode here. Oh, I know. I, I keep forgetting about him. What a disaster. He's going to be shaking he's, he's listening to you. He's watching you. And this is the type of film you would love. Love, 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 love. And love. you are stopping it. You've given it five stars and you're stopping it to t- send an email. To who? God, um, Amazon, because their uh, package doesn't come quick enough. They've upset me. I'm looking out the window and it's a bit sunny. And I think, oh, I can put my washing out now. I'll do that quickly and come back. There's no way you think that. Oh, I might do, because if not, my flat stinks of dampness. It's <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm thank you for man. this. Thank you for this week's movie tips. Thank you. Thank you. Here she comes, she's back. Oh, where have you been? Food hall. Oh, what did you get? Apple juice. Oh, an apple juice. Yes. Ah. Oh, by the That's way. That's a long time I, for an apple juice. Uh, David, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Mm-hmm. Apologies. By the way, I'm picking you up tonight at... Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll get back from football about six. I need to have a shower. I'll pick you up at half seven. Oh, thank you. Okay, great. All right, we're going to do the random movie thing now. Great. Okay. What are you doing at half seven? Sorry, quickly, you can cut this out. It's not It's not an issue. But what are you doing at half seven? Um, we're going out for... We're going to go out for a meal. And then there's... Oh, romantically, there's, there's, I understand. What are you talking about? No, we're going out for a meal and then there's this gig up at Dartington Hall. So it's a platonic arrangement, but I'm not invited. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Oh, why don't you say all this on the podcast, David? Well, I said, honestly, I'm not, I'm not turning into a thing so it becomes uncomfortable. But I've said before that three. Okay, we arranged in the week to go for a meal tonight and then to go and watch a Spanish flamenco group at Dartington Hall. The thing is, you've got to be realistic, isn't it? A man and a female robot don't just go for a meal together platonically. There's something connected. I'm not a fool. I don't mean that nastily. I'm not being, you know, overly oh, confrontational. But she just said, zip it. I'm sure she does because it's the truth that's come out of my lips. Oh, and earlier please. she said she doesn't like when I tell the truth. Well, I have told her she doesn't like it. <laughs> Zip it. Zip it. It's just a fact, though, isn't it? I know it's David. Getting, you know, it's getting out of David. David. Do you mind? Right. So, 
So this week's what random to tonight. Just what's this? What's I don't know what are you going to do. Just come up with yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Pinocchio or something. Yeah, you are. You're going to be watching. You're going to watch the movie. Yeah, you're going to watch the movie that she's generated while we go out and watch some flamenco. Spanish flamenco. Great. Doesn't seem entirely fair, but it doesn't matter. We'll move on. It doesn't seem entirely. Are you going to stop talking? I'm not being confrontational. I'm yes, just saying. You, you know. How many times have you had a Chinese curry with her? Exactly. Um, I think maybe I don't know if it was Chinese. Three it's not that times. I, you know, dear God. Three times. Was, oh. How many times have you left a sandwich on her head? Twice. Twice. Thank you. It was twice, and the, and the second time, I don't right. know, I left it there. I was making a point, so I just put it on her head just to show the size of something in my hand. Right, well, I've never done that. I've exactly. never done that. So, this week's random movie generator. So, David. Well, that's um, put me in a place, isn't it? It has a bit, isn't it? Let's, I, I'm oh, finding it hard to focus on films. And we're okay, just, well, let's end the podcast. Okay, Mandy. I'll, uh, do you want to carry on with the podcast? Yes. No, 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 no. Let's not. I, I don't want to mutilate. It doesn't matter. Let's move How on. Okay. So I've got the genres here for the first randomly chose film. Yes, uh, okay. chosen film. Please, could you tell me when to press the button? Now, press the button. Mystery. Oh, here we go. And now the decade. Press the button. 2020s. Oh, okay. Mystery 2020s. And generate, please, Mandy. Thank you. Mandy has generated four movies. And please tell me when to stop. Stop. Straight out of nowhere, Scooby Doo. Goodness me. Well, I'm up for it. He's been around for many a decade. It's been here since the late 70s. Wasn't expecting that. Is that is, is that like a, so? When did that come out? Is it an animated feature film? Last year. Meet Scooby Doo meets the Cowardly Dog. There we go. I mean, that's marketing in itself. That that plot description has hooked me in. That's, they call that the industry a USP, unique selling point. So we uh, select the third. Bear with, sorry. I'm just praying so, now. The second movie. We collect the second. Movie. Select the second movie. Please tell me. We've got the genres up. Please tell me when to press the button. Press the button. Science fiction. Lovely. And now tell me when to press the button for the decade. Press the button. 1970s. Oh, okay. Generate, please, Mandy. Mandy's generated four movies. And it's time for you to tell me when to stop. Stop. Alien. Wow, it's a long time since I've seen Alien. Oh. That would be lovely. Got it. Yeah. Tonight it's going to be either Scooby-Doo or Ridley Scott. Well, goodness me, that's a bipolar experience. It is, isn't it? Really is. Sitting, I'd love to sit down and watch Alien. That's a good one. I haven't watched okay. it in years. No. Okay, do you know what the next one was? The other three you missed out on. Yeah. Clockwork Orange. Ooh. Stalker. Oh. 
It's like Star Wars. Irish films. Talk could you imagine? Do you know what? I probably haven't seen the first Star Wars film for years. Isn't that, isn't that great if you had to review Star Anyway, let's move on. Third movie. Okay, I've got all the genres here. Please tell me when to press the button. Stop. Drama. Oh, you can't feel that. You can't beat that. You can't feel can't it. feel that. I've got the decades here. Please tell me when to stop. Stop. 1990s. That's good. 1990s a drama. Okay. Generate, please, Mandy. Mandy has generated four movies. Please tell. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Please tell me when to stop. Stop. Shinner's list. God, that would be interesting to watch that one again. Definitely. Oh. Alien, Schindler's List, and straight out of nowhere, Scooby-Doo. We can't do Scooby-Doo. I mean, that's just... Uh, well, well, I have to. I'm more than happy. I will I will sit there with my film notepad at the ready like a true commode. I'm sure commode had to review a Scooby-Doo yeah, of course, cinema yeah. outing. So I've, I've, I've given each film a letter, A, B, or C. I've jumbled up the films, and now it's your turn. I feel, your- I feel like... Deer Hunter, this is Russian Roulette, I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's your turn. Oh, this is wonderful. I have to trust you that you don't give me Scooby-Doo just for the sake of it. Honestly, uh, I've done it. I've done it. It's here. It's fine. A, B, or C. Over to you, David. Please choose A, B, or C. C. In this list. Oh! There we go. I dodged the Scooby Doo bullet big time. Very nice. Scooby Doo was A and Alien was B. Yeah. There we go. A bit of Shinder's list. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I, di- I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, uh, whatever. So you've got uh, Shinder's list, David. So I didn't. Not that I would uh, imagine you would do that to me, dear sir. I shouldn't have even verbalised no, that. No, I never do that. I never do that. No. no, no, that was bad of me to even verbalise that. That was a bit, you know. You could tell my back was at the wall there, wasn't I? Was yeah, I don't like the, I don't like the fact that you night. pointed the finger at me thinking that I do it just for the podcast. No, 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 no. You don't do that at all. I apologise, you know. I apologise for the sandwiches on Mandy's head, and I apologise for you, you know. Pointing and can you apologise for it earlier when I mentioned we were going out for a meal? Because he just made it a little bit spiky. I'm still a bit sore about that, but I will apologise. I will apologise. I said I went too far with it. You went too far with it. She just said you went too far with it. And she's right, I did. I apologise, Mandy. And I apologise for the sandwiches left on your head. Genuinely, I do. Right, Mandy. I shall see you at half seven. Are you going to wear anything? No, I don't think so. No. Mm. I'll, uh... What? Oh, and, um... Yeah? I'll talk to you later. Okay. okay, okay. So is the idea you're just friends? Is that what's happening? I don't understand. Is it just you're just mates? Oh, that here we go. Yeah. So like where Harry's met Sally. Or oh. when Harry met Sally, which they turned out of lovers at the end. So who knows? Oh. You know? So, David, you've got Schindler's List. How do you feel? When are you going to watch that? Tonight? I'm still trying to go the old Mandy thing. You sort of just sweep oh, it under please. the carpet. There you go. I've used the word sweep, not just the Yeah, Oscars. but not sweep up. Sweep up, absolutely not sweeping up under the carpet. You're quite right. I'm going to watch Schindler's List um, this afternoon with my. Are lunch. you? Cool. Oh, that's a bit. Chocolate. What on a Saturday and, uh, afternoon? Schindler's List. 
yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll leave you. You are right. Sunday would be too much, I think. It can't be Sunday. Well, David, right now we've got some questions, if you can hang around for Patreon. Absolutely. Definitely. Some pre-cinematic chitter-chatter, and they're always such good questions. Please, if you like the podcast, uh, like and subscribe and leave a lovely review, and we really appreciate that, don't we, David? Oh, massively. Please, please, please. Please, and tell your friends about the podcast, because we're keeping this under wraps a little bit, so please spread the word about the random movie This This film film podcast is like the tentpole to my life. You know, it's keeping things up. See, it's a charity, not just a podcast. Keeps me alive. So, uh, for all patrons, we're coming to you now. If not, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.